Matthew 27, verse 11. What to do with Jesus? Matthew chapter 27. This is a fascinating, fascinating verse of scripture. 27, starting verse 11. And Jesus stood before the governor. And the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him, to never a word. And so much that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast. Now at that feast the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they, and they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore when they were gathered together Pilate said unto them. Whom will ye that I release unto you? Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ. For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. And when he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him a saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Now the governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? And they said, Barabbas. And Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? And they all say unto him, Let him be crucified. I'm going to stop there. That's a great question. That is one of the greatest questions. That you can be asked or will one day have to answer to. What shall I do then with Jesus? Which is called Christ. Precious Lord, teach us today. Teach us today through the power of your written word. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. What we individually and personally need to do with Jesus called to Christ. Amen. Amen. What do we, how do we answer that question? How do we answer the greatest question ever asked? The greatest question ever asked. Maybe put it this way. Probably the most important question that we can answer. Pilate asked 
the people. The enemies of God. How about that? He, he really asked the wrong people, but he asked the enemies of God, what should they do with Jesus? You know, if, if he was to ask them the same question today, he would get the same answer. Crucify him. Crucify him. Now, one, one thing I wanted to say before I read all the scriptures, I wanted to say when, whenever we see the name Barabbas, put our name there. Put our name there, okay? Because God died for Barabbas. God took Barabbas' place on the cross, and God has taken our place on the cross. If we know him as the Christ, I like that, the Christ. That means the Messiah. That means the one who came to die for our sins, not for his. Don't listen to these folks. Don't listen to these folks. Jesus wasn't saved. Okay, he didn't need to be saved. He wasn't born again. He was the Savior. Meaning, the only way he could qualify to be the Savior is that he had to be sinless. Okay? So, let's look at this question. What shall we do with Jesus? Now, it didn't ask us what we should do with the, with the Bible. It didn't ask us what we should do with the church. It didn't ask us what we should do with the preacher. Okay? He said, what should we do with Jesus? Let me, let me give you four things we need to do with Jesus. Four things we need to do with Jesus. First thing we need to do with Jesus, we need to listen to Jesus. We don't need to listen to what the world is saying. We don't listen, need to listen to the world's junk. We need to listen to the one who the word of God says is full of grace and truth. How many of us need some grace? How many of us need some grace? How many of us, how many of us need the truth? We've been listening to the lies. Listen, listen to how John introduces Jesus. The gospel of John in John 1.14. And he says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father. Now, here we go. Watch this. Full of grace. In truth, we, we, we need to listen to somebody. If, I, if, if somebody introduced me to somebody that was full of grace and truth, I'm listening to him. I'm listening to him. Because I, there's two things I need to survive in this world. Grace and truth. Grace and truth. Now, now when, I, when I put this together, I got Bible verses up here. This is, this is remarkable. Because we need to listen to Jesus. Remember when Jesus was at the wedding at Cana and they having a good time, you know, they having a good time and they ran out of wine. OK, we, we talk about listening to Jesus. They ran out of wine. And now when I say listening to Jesus, I, I want I want y'all to be over overdoers. You know, you ever meet somebody that overdo something? You ask them to do it a little bit. They just overdo it. I mean, you, know, you probably don't meet a lot of people like that. We, we live in a world of slackers today, but yeah, once in a while you meet somebody who overdo it. I think as believers, as folks who are listening to Christ, we ought to, we ought to just do it the best we can. I'll just, I'll just leave it like that. So they ran out of wine. And, and, and in verse 5 of John 2, it says, His mother said unto the servants, Y'all know this, Whatsoever he say unto you, do it. Okay? Watch this. 
Sometimes I'll I'll just be reading scripture over and over and over and over. And then I say, I I never looked at that like that before. But now I'm looking at it like this. Watch what they do. And and, in verse 6 says, and there were six water pots of stones. We just went over this. After the manner of purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. And Jesus said unto them, the servants, he says, fill the water pots with water. Now watch this. They just didn't fill them with water. The Bible says, and they filled them up to the brim. Couldn't get another drop in there. How about that? Are you listening like that? Are you listening like that? Jesus, Jesus is, is, is to be listened to. Okay, he's to be he's to be listened to. Now, I, I heard Columbus when he's praying. When we live in a world now where folks don't folks are listening to the world. So we, we have we have a, 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 a woman who, who who's in, in line to receive and has received the highest office in the land for as a Supreme Court judge. They asked her. The answer wasn't, do you, do you tell me what a woman is? Uh-huh. I'm not that smart. Okay. But I know what a woman is. Okay. I look at my wife back there. That's a woman there. Okay. Now, the reason why, and I, and I don't fault her. I'm not faulting her. I'm faulting what the world is trying to do. It's not, it's, it's the, what the world is trying to do. And, and, and my God, some of y'all, Kier and Jake, y'all got these little babies and those little babies back there. Y'all got y'all work cut out. Y'all got y'all's work cut out. Jake, you really got your work cut out because you, you be to hurt somebody and, and, and you got to be careful. Okay, I'm going to be praying for you. All right, because I know you. Okay. Listen. Noah built an ark. Right? Y'all remember the story of Noah building the ark? And then he called the animals to enter, to enter to the ark. Okay? And, he, and let me give you what the word of God said. Because they listen to the God. Listen to the word. And it says in Genesis 6, 19, And every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shall thou Bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. And they shall be male and female. What what no two do porcupines getting on the ark? (laughs) All right. What no what no two female tigers getting on the ark? Okay? Well, then what happened? They had to be a male and a female. What was the point? Because once the flood was over, they had to be able to multiply, reproduce. So you needed a male and a female. So what's a female? Now, now listen, listen. I got, I got Google. So I had the touch of my fingers. I can tell you what a female is. Okay? Let me tell you. 
a person who belongs to the sex that can have babies. That's that's that'll do it. I don't have to spend a lot of time with that. Okay. That sums it up right there. Okay. There ain't enough. There ain't enough hormones and stuff you can give me that I can have ever have a baby. Okay. Okay. Might change my voice. I ain't going there. We we need to listen to Jesus. Now, now here's where it gets interesting. The next thing we need to do with Jesus. Remember, that's the title of the sermon. That's the title of the sermon. What are we going to do with Jesus? All right. The next thing we need to do, we need to get baptized. Somebody said, you don't need to be baptized to to be a Christian. Let me tell you something. When I looked at this, I was like, that's how I thought. What if you get baptized in an airplane? I mean, what if you get saved in an airplane? You mean you ain't saved until you land and get into uh, uh, to the water? No, no, that's not what it means. That ain't what it means. I heard somebody say, well, you know, the only way you're going to be saved is the airplane crashing and it crashes in the ocean, see? That's not, that's not true. Okay. Why do we need to be baptized? Let me give you some verses. Let me give you some verses. Oh, boy, this was this was fascinating to me. It says it says in Acts two and 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 thirty six through thirty eight. Watch this. Watch this. Peter's preaching. Now remember, Peter. Peter is a fisherman. Jesus told Peter what? He said, Peter, I'm gonna make you fishers of men. Okay. So Peter's preaching. I think this might be his first public sermon in front of thousands of people. Remember, there were thousands of people from all over, all over the world at this sermon. It says, and now, now he says this, verse 36, and I'm just, I got so much. He said, therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that, that God have made that same Jesus whom you have crucified both Lord and Christ. What's that mean? He said the, 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 the Lord and Christ that you crucified, you're going to have to stand before on judgment day. They didn't want to hear this, but they heard it and they, and, and they knew it was true. They knew it was true. Now, watch verse 37. And when they heard this, when they understood what Peter was saying, he said, this man, Jesus, was God, and y'all killed him, and now he's going to judge you. You are in a world of trouble. Okay? And now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? They were pricked in the heart. Okay? That was a word we used when I was a kid. When, when you know you had somebody that was a prick, they would say stuff that was true that you didn't want to hear. You'd be doing something wrong and they tell you, you shouldn't be doing that. Okay, you know you need to wait 30, wait 30 minutes before you get back in the water. And then that guy, that kind of guy was always kind of like a prick. So he, he, he'd poke you, get your attention, know you're doing wrong, see? So Peter pricked him. And they knew they had to deal with they had to deal with what they had done. Okay? 
And the only way they were going to be able to deal with it is that they were going to have to do something big. Then they couldn't do it on their own power. Watch what it says. Watch, what, watch how Peter answers. I'm going to have to go back. Watch how Peter answers this question. Because you need to be baptized. Okay? But you don't need to be baptized. Okay? Until you repent. See, when a lot of folks getting baptized, they never repented. That's the Bible. That's not me. See, a lot of people say, ah, Pastor, you just, that's your, you just, yes, you, no, that's what the word of God says. Okay? Watch what Peter says. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brother, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or the gift of the Holy Spirit. There's an order there. You ain't getting nothing until you repent. Amen. And I ain't talking fake repent. Amen. I'm talking about biblical repentance. So, Pastor, what is biblical repentance? Okay? Biblical repentance is, is different than you just repent. Okay? I do something crazy. You know, a man cheat on his wife, a wife cheat on his husband, you know, or somebody steal your money, or somebody wreck your car. They say, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I repent. And then they just go on about their merry way. That's worldly repentance. That kind of repentance take you to hell. Because nothing's changed. You, all you've done is said, I'm sorry. But you have not changed your ways. Biblical repentance means that you have not only repented, but you have turned to God to salvation. Now you are not only, now, now you have repented, but the only way you're going to hold on to that truth of repentance is that God gives you the power. To keep living for him. You can't repent and go back living for the world. Am I making sense? I hope I am a little bit. Okay. Listen. Listen. Repent. A change in purpose. It's an an internal change which results to you serving the Lord. So if your repentance has not caused you to rededicate your life to the God and to serve God continuously the rest of your days is not repentance. <sighs> let me let, watch watch what watch what watch what Peter says in Acts 3 and 19. Same same subject talking about repentance, okay? Because if your repentance doesn't lead to your conversion, it's not repentance. Acts 3.18, watch. But those things which God before has showed by the mouth of his prophets that Christ should suffer, he have so fulfilled. Now, repent ye therefore, watch this now, and be converted. Repent ye therefore and be converted. See, if you, if you repent and you're not converted, you're not repent. It's not biblical repentance. It's not, the, it's not the, the, the soul-saving repentance, okay? See, godly sorrow, you know, sorry you got caught. And really what you're telling your loved one, whoever you offended, whoever you, up, whoever you, whoever you did that to, whatever, you know, I, I'm a, I won't get caught next time. Really, you saying, I'm sorry I got caught. 
But biblical repentance leads to salvation. Watch. Repent ye therefore and be converted. Why? That your sins may be blotted out. Y'all get that? Repent therefore and be converted. The only way your sins are going to be blotted out is you convert it. That your sins may be blotted out. And when the time of refreshing comes. Um, excuse me. When the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of God. One more verse on that. I want you to get this. Because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't repent, repent properly. You're going to be in that Lord, Lord crowd. You're going to be in that Lord, Lord crowd. I don't want nobody here to be in that Lord, Lord crowd. Lord, Lord, remember me. See, I never knew you. I never knew you. You workers of iniquity because they, they never repented Amen. properly. Amen. They, just, they was doing good things. You do a whole lot of good things. Amen. Watch this. One more verse. 2 Corinthians 7.10. This is interesting. He says, for godly sorrow. Okay. Your sorrows that you take to the Lord. Godly sorrow. You, you up. You're not. You're not. I mean, I've not only offended Cindy. She's secondary in the equation. I have, uh, I have sinned against God, okay? I have sinned against God, okay? Now, godly sorrow, work of repentance to salvation. <laughs> Not to be repented of, because you saved now. And you, you, you ask God to forgive you. And you say, God, not only forgive me of what I've done, make me a new man. Remember, David, created me. A clean heart. Blot out all my iniquities. Watch this though. Watch this. For God is sorrow work is repentance unto salvation. Not to be repented of again. But the sorrow of the world. Work at death. Work at death. See the sorrow of the world ain't going to hold up on judgment day. Okay. Sorrow the world. I don't care. You know, you make it nice. You know, pastor. And you know, I know my loved one. They didn't. They, they got saved, but they didn't come to church. They didn't go to Bible study. They didn't care really about the things of God. But he dead now. Make it sound good. Make him sound like. Make it. Make it. Make it. Make it sound good at his funeral. You know. I tell me that'll be an extra two hundred dollars. I don't say that. But if I make it sound good, some people, you know, they say, man, you preach good. And, you know, they, they, these folks slip money in your pocket. They'll say, thank you, made my, you made my love. Well, I know you're going to hell, but you made it sound good here. <laughs> happens. It happens. Let me, let, me, let me share this verse. This got so good to me. And I got so much. I made this maybe two weeks. But I, listen, I got to give you this. Here, here is not only when you repent, not only when you repent, you 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 you, you receive you you're baptized. Watch what watch what Peter said. Let me let me read. Let me make sure I got it right. Let me make sure I got it right. Peter Peter not only says this, he says this: repent and be baptized. Okay, get back, drop, get down in the water as a as a picture as a picture of you as as you going down a dirty person coming up clean. Okay, but but repentance is the key. And then you'll be baptized. And then, watch this. And then you will receive the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Look at John 14, 17. Watch this verse. 
It is power. It is the most powerful verse I've read in a long time. Watch with this verse. And I just sit here and circle every truth that's found in it. Okay? Now, listen. Listen. I want y'all to be great. Every, every Christian ought to want to be great. You know? I sit here and honestly, I get, I get jealous. I get jealous of when I see, when I see greatness. And I see folks come to church. They do their hat. They do their 30 minutes on Sunday. And, you know, and, and, and a lot of these fake preachers, they say, well, you know, I know they don't want to be here, but about 30 minutes, I'll give them a sermonette, you know. And, and, and the old school preachers, they sermonettes make Christianettes. Okay. You know, you, know, you got baby Christians. I don't, I don't want to give them a whole lot. I'm going to give them 30 minutes and I'm not going to offend them. That's the last thing I want to do. I'm definitely not going to talk about they need to repent. And, and, and the preacher know everybody in there need to repent. And, and, and he should know that without repentance, you ain't going to heaven. What kind of preacher would not preach on repentance knowing that it's your ticket? You can't go to heaven with unconfessed sin in your life. You got you to gotta repent. You got to turn. You got to not only turn, but you got to turn to the Lord. And you got to turn to the Lord for salvation. Here's, here's John talking about the same thing. He says, even the spirit of truth, John 14, 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Why can't the world receive the spirit of truth? Because they have not repented. Toy, I'm making sense. They have not repented. They have not turned from their sins unto God. You can turn on you. You can turn from your sins and say you won't do it again. That's not going to get you. You need some blood on that ticket. Okay? The world cannot receive. Why? Because it seeth him not. The world, the world is blind to the things of God. The world can't see the things of God unless God opens their eyes. Listen, neither knoweth him. Neither knoweth him. They, they, don't, they don't see him. They don't know him. And, you know, a lot of times you see what you want to see. Amen. You see what you want to see. And you do what you want to do. Okay? So the world don't want nothing to do with God. Now, now with that said, let me, let me keep you with this verse now. Even the spirit of truth. You got to have it. We've been talking about it on Wednesday night. You got to have a spirit. You cannot go to God's heaven without God's spirit. Okay? You better make sure you got it. That's my job. If I had one thing, I'll make sure you make sure y'all ready. I want y'all getting up there talking about pastors sold us some bad tickets. <laughs> folks be every year. Folks go down to Super Bowl and then went online, went on eBay and bought some bad tickets. You can't show up to heaven with a bad ticket. Okay? Oh man, you better make sure it's stamped. You better make sure I got the right ticket. And I'm in the right, I'm at the right place. Okay? Now, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because why? Why, why John? Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know. How do you know? Ye know. How do you know? Ye know, but you know him. How do you know? For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. That's how you know. Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is in us. The person of the Holy Spirit lives within the believer. Hmm. Look at Mark. Look at Mark 16, 16. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it. He said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Okay? Okay? He that believeth not Shall be damned. 
That's the word of God. How about that? For God so loved the world, okay, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, what? Believeth should not perish, but have everlasting life. What's it mean to believe it? Walk with him, talk with him, that Enoch type stuff. Okay? Believe it and love it and adore him. Cannot wait to see him. Cannot wait to sit and study the Bible. Cannot wait to, to turn on my radio and hear songs of praise and adoration. I mean, I, okay? John 3, John 3, 18. He that believeth on him. Excuse me. He that believeth on him is not condemned. How about that? But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why, Why, John? Because he had not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. Listen to me, son. Man, that's some interesting preaching. Believe it, man. You just do this all the time. You know, you know I sit here, and y'all know I like, I like watching golf. I like watching some sports on TV, but I've studied some of the lives of the great ones. Some of the lives of the great ones. You know, now when I got Jake in here, he boxed and he was a champion, champion boxer. And I was just getting up four or five o'clock in the morning, running and jogging, working out all the time, all the time. How many times have you hit the speed bag? How many times hit the heavy bag? How many crunches? How many sit-ups? How many chin-ups? Think about it. I, I think about Tiger Woods. You know, I like Tiger Woods. How many times he's, how many hours do he spend on the driving range? Hitting balls. You know, how many clubs? How many of y'all know how many clubs in a golf bag? How many clubs in a golf bag? Anybody know? 14. There's 14 clubs in a golf bag, and he has to be able to use every one of them with precision. And so he spends all this time working on his game. You look at Venus and Serena. How many tennis balls do you think they hit? Out there in Florida in the hot sun, backhands, forehands, overheads, lobs, working at the net, conditioning, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. And what do we do as Christians? 30 minutes on Sunday. Off to the buffet. (laughs) Get to the buffet. (laughs) See? God wants us to be great. God wants us to be strong and mighty. Y'all hear, y'all know, y'all hear me say it all the time. God wants us to be strong and mighty. Jesus, Jesus Christ was strong and mighty. Those apostles were strong and mighty. So we now, not only are we gonna listen to him, we wanna, we wanna, uh, we wanna be baptized. Now, now, I didn't think I would get this far, but we wanna obey him. I was talking about this earlier today. Obedience is is hard. It's hard to be obedient. It's hard to be an obedient parent. It's hard to be an obedient husband or wife. It's hard. I ain't nobody, nobody fool you. It's hard, but not impossible. How do, how do we know? With God, what? All things are possible. Philippians 4.13, I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, the only time we run into trouble when we try to do things on our own, but we can do some stuff. And we can obey God. We can obey God. Listen. Here's this verse. I got a I got a treasure full of verses. I don't even know where to start. Okay. But listen at John 14, 21. Watch this. Because it's talking about obedience. 
It's talking about obedience. And I want to I wanna, I wanna exhaust this because I think we need to work on our obedience game, okay? Now, like the tennis game, I just told you, backhands, forehands. When you work on the spiritual game, you got obedience. You got the obedience part. You got the, you got the, you got the listening part. You, I mean, you got the, the, all this, the faith part. You got to work on all that. I think, Phil, I think Peter said, add to your what? Add to your faith, what? Virtue, self-control. You got to work on all them spiritual gifts. They don't just come naturally. You get them, but you got to work on them. You got to work on your love game. You got to work on being long-suffering. You got to work on your joy. John, is, John says here, he said, and he that, he that have my commandments and keepeth them. See, let me stop. You can have them. You can have them all and not keep them. What good are they? No good. You can have all the commandments and not keep them and, and be left behind. Okay? He that having my commandments, okay, and keep them. He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. Watch this now. And I will love him. And will manifest myself to him. When is he going to manifest himself to us? On that day. The only day to count. When we stand before the Lord. He said, you know what? I know him. Not only did he have my commandments. He kept them. And not only did he keep them. He loved me. And not only did he love me. He loved my father. Hmm. And Judah said unto him. Not Iscariot. Not Judas Iscariot. But the other Judas. Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? See? See? He, you know, the world going to be left behind. Okay? And Jesus answered and said unto him. Well, here we go. Watch this now. He's going to repeat it. See, I got, I, I just probably why I like this verse because he's just repeated. And I like repeating. Y'all know me. I like repeating. I, I'll give you the same verse 50 times. Okay? Jesus answered and said unto him. Watch this. If a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him. And I had to circle this and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Do you love the Lord? Obedience. Obedience. Obedience is important. Okay. You know, you know, every 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 everything in the world obeys the Lord, and we some of the biggest knuckleheads. Mankind is some of the biggest knuckleheads. Okay. We won't obey the Lord. Remember, Jesus was, he told the disciples, he said, Go on, go, go cross the other side. I'm gonna meet you on the other side of the lake. You know, they, they was on the sea. And Jesus, remember, this is a story when Jesus walked on water or Jesus was sleeping in the boat. This was Jesus was sleeping in the boat. Okay. In Matthew 8, 23. Watch. Okay. And, 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 and he was entered into the ship and his disciples followed him. And behold, there rose a great tempest in the sea so much that the ship was covered with waves. But he was asleep. And the disciples came to him and, and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We perish. And, and, and he said unto them, why are you fearful? 
Oh, ye of little faith. And then he arose. Watch this. He arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was great calm. Now watch the response of the, of the, of the disciples in the boat. And the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Okay? Jesus is in control. And he demands that we obey him. Okay? Revelations 22 and 14. Watch this. Blessed are they. I, yeah, I hear people. You ever get, y'all don't hear me. I get so tired of the blessed, the blessed crowd. The too blessed to be stressed crowd. I get so tired of the too blessed to be stressed crowd because every time you meet a blessed, 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 blessed. And it's always about when they're getting stuff, when something good is happening. OK. And, 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 and now when they when when they when the, when when all hell breaking down their life, when you say, how you doing today? Oh, girl, girl, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. No, no, no. Your blessings got to hold up. They got to hold up in the good times in the bad times. Okay, blessed are they, blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into that great city, that great city. Now, when I talk about obedience, I like talking about obedience. And I, and I listened to some of you guys this morning, especially Columbus there's a cost to it. You know, obedience can be painful. You know, obedience can take you out of your comfort zone. It can, it can take you out of your comfort zone. Here's John. Remember John? John is on the island of Patmos. Watch this. For being what? Obedient. In Revelation 1, now here's John. Here's a, here's a great apostle John on the island of Patmos. Watch what, he, watch what he says. He says, I, John, who also am your brother, and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom, and in the patience of Jesus Christ, was in the Isle of Patmos, and in the Isle called Patmos. Why? Why was John there? Why did they send John to the island of Patmos? Not for a vacation, okay? They sent him there to die. They sent him there to be eaten by barbarians and to be murdered. But listen, listen, listen. Here's why he was there. For the word of God. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ. See, your testimony of Jesus Christ, your, your testimony is not going to be appreciated in the world. The world, the world going to kick you to the curb. The world going to don't, don't want nothing to do with a testimony of Jesus Christ. Why? Because they have not the spirit. They have not the spirit. And they don't want nothing to do with you. So when I hear the, when I hear the, bless, when I hear the bless crowd, listen. Revelation 22 says this. He said, behold, I come quickly. Okay. He said, behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he, what? That keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Revelation, Revelations 22, 7. Listen, your blessing comes with you keeping the word of God. You want to be obedient to the word of God. Can I give you one more? Let me give you one more. Because sometimes we don't always understand. We don't always understand what's going on in our world. Sometimes we sit here and we don't know what God is doing behind the scenes in our life. Job didn't know. We, we, we may be going through. We may be going through trials and tribulations because God has, has great plans for us. 
I, I look at, I've seen this one here in Revelation 12, 17. It says a dragon. And it says, and the dragon was wroth with the woman. Okay. And went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Are you saved today? Are you a child of God today? Are you a man of God, a woman of God? If you are, you are seed. You are a remnant of the woman. The woman here in this verse is talking about the woman that is putting out men and women of God. Okay? Watch. Which keeps the commandments of God and have a testimony of Jesus Christ. Now I keep talking about having a testimony of Jesus Christ. And I don't want to sit here and 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 act like everybody knows what I'm talking about. But you ought to have a testimony of how God saved you. And and you ought to have a testimony based on you repenting of your sins and being converted. And not and when I say being converted, I mean talking I'm talking about how you became a Christian. Folks need to hear it. Folks need to hear what happened. How did you become a Christian? Yes, okay. I was, how's our song go? I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. You can give them that. You, and if it's somebody that you, that, you really, that you really love and cherish, you can give them the absolute. I was a hot mess. I was messed up. I was, I was a drunk. I was a winehead. I was a whoremonger. You know, I was a, I was a bad person. And then I repented. Biblical repentance, now that you know exactly what it is. I not only turn, I not only ask God to give me the faith and the power to turn from my sin, but then to save me, to save me, to save me. So, so we look at those, we look at those, listen to God, obey God, be baptized. Last one, last one. I don't know even where I'm at all the time. Serve him. Serve him. I like that. I, I like that. And, and, and you all know me. I don't, I don't say it the most, but I love serving God. I love serving you guys. I love serving the, my job in hospice. I love serving. For, I love going into the hospital and just ministering to people. I love serving God. I think it comes with it. Comes with it. And, and when God comes back, he's coming back for servants. Okay. Okay, Galatians 1.10. Here's Paul. Paul became a servant. Paul became a servant. And watch what he does. Watch what Paul says in, 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 in Galatians 1 and 10. Paul said, for, for, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, watch, I should not be the servant of Christ. Remember, we talked about that earlier this morning. You can't serve God a man. And, I mean, if your message is designed to, to please men, it, it ain't a message from God. Okay? It's a message from you. Hey, here's, here's my verse. Here's my verse. First Thessalonians 4, 17. I looked at this verse, and, and, and like I said, this, this week I was seeing verses differently. I don't know if it was on the eight or, or what, but I was seeing verses differently. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. Watch this. Write these verses down. See, this is what I like what Toya do. She'll write these verses down. Come Wednesday night, she said, Pastor, you know, I didn't want to interrupt you while you was preaching, but you said this. That's biblical. That's Acts, that's Acts 17, 11. And the Bible said that the Berean people took, 
took home, took questions home and came back and asked Paul for some answers. But here's what this verse says. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. How about that? I was thinking about Blanche and I was, I was like, how about that? Blanche, you remember this song? I know you do. Two wings to veil my face. Two wings, what? To veil my feet. Watch. Two wings to fly away. So this mean world can't do me no harm. Y'all know that? Y'all know that? Watch this. Y'all you saying that? That's good. I got stuck on this word here. Alive and remain. He says, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord. Now, let me tell you something. That, that doesn't mean you alive and remain. You sitting in your recliner, you know, sucking down beverages and watching the Browns and the Steelers waiting for the Lord to come. That's not what that means. Okay, let's get this right. You don't have to hustle your way into heaven. The word of God says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, you, you know, the, to, the alive and remain mean you are alive for the things of God. You are busy praising and worshiping and serving and obeying and trusting God until, until the last day or the last breath you take. That last breath you take ought to be praising God. How about that? When I come to the hospital, if I'm fortunate enough to come to the hospital and, and, and visit one of you guys on your deathbed, I, I, I shouldn't come up there like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. I said, yeah, you all right? You ready for this? You ready for your graduation? I'm going to come up there with, with your graduation suit on. Say, so you ready to graduate? You are, you are, I'm just jealous. Oh. You've been busy. You've been working. You you you've been you've been serving and worshiping and praising God. Listen, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, serve God. See the great ones. See the great ones. These these guys y'all see on TV today. They ain't serving God. Don't get caught up in that. They you know you know you you ain't you ain't you know. Watch what Paul said. You know Paul, the greatest preacher all the time, the greatest apostle. You know how he died in a room by himself. And he said, send me my books and send me a blanket. Send me my books. OK. OK. See, he, 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 he didn't die in a 15 million dollar mansion. OK. He didn't. Watch what he says. Watch how he introduces himself. And I'm close because I want you guys to be servants. I want you guys to sit here and say, you know what? I'm going to serve. I want to serve. You know, y'all, you know it. You know it. I sit here and I sit here and I say, Clovis, I, 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 want you to, I want you to be a Sunday school teacher. I want you to come in here on Wednesday night and be prepared to teach a lesson. That's what I said I want to see. Because I want to see you growing. I want to see you growing. And, and, and I want to see you take charge of the things. That's what I want. I want the same thing from Jake. I know his schedule tight. I know it's tight on Jake. Call me, hey, I got, I got, I got time in my schedule. Can I come in and teach three Wednesday night Bible studies? See, we, 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 we have to find time to serve. 
Paul, Paul says this in Romans 1, 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto God. How about that? Jew, the servant of Jesus Christ. That's how that sounds. Serve. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. And if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Honor. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I think I've said enough. One thing have I desired of the Lord. This is a servant heart. One thing that I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. What? All the days of my life and to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and he shall set me up upon a rock. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the...